When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers. Man, just another rough week for the Detroit Lions. I'm just going to get into this really quick. We appreciate everybody for listening. Please subscribe. Um, Please leave a review on iTunes. We really appreciate that. But in this one, um, we're touching a lot of uh, similar topics, I guess. The salary going forward. Matt Stafford, we're going to address some of those rumors out there about him. Hmm. Interesting. We just ask everybody to keep drinking the Blue Kool-Aid. 2020, 2021 season is going to be our year. Um, Let's get right into the podcast. is drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, a Detroit Lions podcast made by lifelong Lions fans, UJ. I've been really drinking a lot of Kool-Aid tonight. Special brand of Kool-Aid called Weller. Bob. It's hard to find the little losses here. Stafford, <laughs> regular season MVP. Rudd Dog. We're going to just be that team that yeah. just can flow like water and adapt to any team. The new dynasty is born. And Connor. Gotta be Stafford. Now with the two tight end sets that I'm so excited about, I see it all clicking. And I'm your host, Big Z. The media knows nothing. Forward down the field. One pride. Get your Kool-Aid. It's time for the pod. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back. The Detroit Lions uh, defense is not back still. But regardless, um, we have Bob, Connor, and Rudd Dog on the line here to Yo, talk about hello. our march hello. towards um, uh, the top five draft pick in the NFL uh, because that seems to be what it is trending towards, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> the Lions, they showed a, in the first half, uh, you know, just a truly remarkably awful half of football. I think, Rudd Dog, mm-hmm. you said at one point it was like uh, watching – there was more energy in a preseason game than there was in the first oh, yeah. half of this game. The, the, yeah. the crowd was not in it. I mean, the Bucks had over 300 yards in the first quarter, and we had one. One yard. Oh. One. Six <laughs> rushing, negative five passing, which is really That's hard to do. Like a record. <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, this is Detroit Lions' second half of the season football. Uh, it's just a complete train wreck. Half yeah. the teams on the IR. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just all around. Yeah. The Pretty... lineup was very thin, and it was showing in that. Oh yeah, that yeah. They have like twenty players out. Okay. Yeah, twenty twenty one by the end of this game. <laughs> twenty one. They have yeah. twelve players on IR. I think it's the highest in the league. 
it's up to 14 with the additions of Mike Daniels and Kenny Wiggins. Oh my god! Oh my god! No Kenny Wiggins. Who the hell are we gonna have on the old line? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I mean it is. It's all just bad news. Rashawn Melvin. Dire straits. Rashawn Melvin was back this week, and uh, he, he might as well not have come back uh, <laughs> with the way he played. I mean, he just got yeah. He got burned so bad. Uh, but I mean, where where do we start? with this team and we it's this is this isn't even the same old story anymore now they're just getting blown out uh, in the first half but they did show some fight at least they didn't make this a one score game with the ball after a missed field goal yet again um they that air conditioner in Ford Field is like none other in the league let me tell you uh, <laughs> uh Matt game is a 54 yarder uh, and they don't miss it it always goes off the post <laughs> it's amazing how many times people hit the post against us uh so the Lions get the ball back, and David Blau throws an awful pick six. He throws the ball behind Amendola. Easy pick six on an out route. Um, the the guy waltz, waltzed right in the end zone. Uh, Dave, Dave, then, he, hey. then he threw another, but, you know, it was over by that point. What was that? As, as a Lions fan in, in Detroit, though, it was good to see Perriman tearing it up, you know, because uh, Perriman's dad, Brett Perriman, was a lion for years. Who was a great back in the Herman Moore days. Yeah, but unfortunately, he was playing on the other team. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he, had, he had one of his best games against us. Yeah, he had 113 <laughs> yards, three touchdowns. Yeah, crazy. I, I think the Buccaneers had eight plays over 20 yards in this game, which is just remarkable, uh, especially for a defense that supposedly is like Ben, don't break. <laughs> Uh, we you know, they, they broke and they they got pounded on. Uh, you know, you know that scene in Malcolm X where he puts his like mouth on the curb. Uh, that, oh my god! Yeah, yeah. it's curb stomped. Yeah, exactly. It's American History Act. Oh, American History Act. What did I say, Malcolm? Not, not oh, jeez! I remember <laughs> <laughs> the, the scene when Denzel curb stomps that dude. You remember that? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, we do want to congratulate Wes Hills, another guy called up from the practice squad. Two touchdowns in this game. Uh, that's all he did. Uh, besides that, uh, the two carries from hey. the goal line. He had eight carries for nineteen yards. But uh, that was the first thing you said, Z. That I didn't make my disgusted sound. <laughs> all right, we break it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I do want to say Chris Lacey had a really nice catch and a nice throw by David Blau in this game. As we look for the positives. Yeah, Amendola had a good catch too. Oh um, yes, he's, Amand- he's a yeah. fighter, Danny. Yeah, you gotta love. You gotta love. I really, really hope he returns next year for this team. We really need him out there. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's perfect for that third receiver role. I mean, yeah, and that's who Matt Patricia needs in the offense, like as a voice, uh, like a Matt Patricia type voice. Uh, and this is assuming Matt Patricia comes back, which we'll get to in a moment. Uh, but. If Matt Patricia is back, that's definitely a guy you want around still because he is eight, – eight catches, 102 – so he's our 100-yard receiver of the week, uh, yeah. 102 yards uh, receiving from Bami Amendola. All right. But um, I want to get into something, and Rudd Dog, I think you want to bring this up, or uh, UJ wanted to bring it up. He's not on tonight. Yeah, UJ. Um, so go ahead. UJ read something today. Uh, there was a theory out there floating around that Stafford isn't just hurt and that his career might actually be on the, like, over, might be done with the, how severe the injury is. Uh, that sounds terrible. I was just, right. I was just a Baltimore reporter to be speculative. Like, there's literally no basis for that at all. I mean, there might not be. I don't. 
It's just kind of picked up by the media and like blown out of proportion. You know, that's what's headline. But two yeah, broken backs in two years is a pretty concerning trend. Yeah, uh, I mean, this yeah. injury was I, only supposed to be two I to six weeks. I, yeah, I I think they're just letting him. Uh, you know, they're just being super cautious with him and returning him for next season. I mean, we're three ten and one. There's no reason we'd be out there with healing. Maybe uh, that's why he's back. not on the IR because they want to let him retire on the team. Uh, yeah, that's. I mean, that's <laughs> that's a good point, but I, right. I don't necessarily believe it. <laughs> I don't believe anything. it. I'm just kidding. All right, but but uh, UJ also had another question, a hypothetical yeah. here. With uh, our likely top five draft pick, maybe as high as two, on the off chance that we're sitting there at two and Burroughs from LSU comes available, do you pull the trigger? No. Best quarterback it, in the draft. Only if, if Stafford is hurt, yes. No. That's the way – if he's, if his career is over, sure. If it's not, that's the way to that. I mean, I, I don't know. It's uh, when the best player on the board comes available because this scenario probably only happens if something like uh, uh, was made, the Bengals trade out of one. No, but I mean, if Stafford is healthy, you're not wasting quarterback. I mean, I think you got to at least take a long, hard consideration for that. No, if, uh, the best player in this draft is Chase Young. If, if you, yeah, well, this uh, this is this scenario probably only unfolds if by chance like. Someone trades up to one for Chase Young, and we're sitting there at two, and Burroughs is there probably. But yeah, and I mean, I'm just saying, I'd consider it for sure. I mean, it, at the very least, if you pull the trigger and put him behind Stafford, so what you got a future stud so, behind so, him? So what transpired in the NFL this weekend? Um, almost all but guarantees that the Lions get a top five pick. One more loss, and the Lions are guaranteed a top five pick. That's where we're at. Um, in 2019, but uh, pretty much guaranteed a top five pick on the way we're playing. Yes, that's yes, that's what I said. Uh, Cincinnati one and thirteen, Giants, Miami, and Washington all three and eleven now. The Lions that nasty, <laughs> nasty tie puts them at the five spot uh, in the draft order at three ten and one. Um, the Giants. Uh, so the Miami is playing Cincinnati, and the Giants are playing the Redskins. So all the four teams in front of us are playing each other. So if you're really looking for something to root for this weekend, it's Miami beating Cincinnati, and you know it doesn't matter. Just not a tie between the Giants and the Redskins, basically. <laughs> hmm. uh, so, so one of them will remain ahead of us. Yes, but it, it is likely if uh, Miami is the favorite in that game, they win, and Washington or the Giants win, we move up to. It looks like we have a good, good shot. And this is assuming we Wait, lose we the last two Cincinnati games. Cincinnati to win? When do we want Cincinnati to win? Because then Miami would be knocked down, or no? No, we we want Miami to win because up. they would go to four and eleven, and we'd be three eleven and one. So we would move ahead of yeah. Miami. Cincinnati at two and thirteen is not going to help us at this point. Man. Oh, I thought you said it the other way. Okay, I got you. So yeah, I can't believe it. Like, uh, if in week four you had told me we would be passing Miami in the draft order, I would have just laughed. Yeah, especially top five. Like, not even, like, you know, like, we're at 12. A lot of – there's one, two, three, four, five, six, six, five, and nine teams. Like, at least we'd be in there maybe between the seven and 12 uh, pick, but not top five. That's a whole other level we never thought we'd be seeing. The Lions have lost seven in a row. Connor, to that point, remember in the first half, like, the league, everyone was saying that Miami's, like, basically losing on purpose, you know, to get the draft pick. and. And we're, ca- oh. we're about to catch them. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I know, right? 
insane. It's insanity. Oh <laughs> boy. Yeah, but, I mean that that's that's where we are with the season right now. Um do, do, do you guys have any more comments about the last game? Is there much more to talk about? I mean, we're down to Isaac Nauta, our practice squad tight end, playing fullback. Uh, you know, we're on our fifth running back of the year. Uh, our Jess, Jesse James dropped a pass uh, near the goal line in this one. That could have gone for a touchdown. Uh, we we mentioned his disappointments on there. Uh, Ty Johnson only had two carries for three yards. Yeah, uh, Jesse James might be our worst big signing. Yes. I mean, oh, easily. I think easily for, for the yeah. money that we paid him. Yeah, he underwhelmed for sure. <laughs> I guess. How much do you guys blame the last three weeks on injuries versus just us being really bad? Like, you know. I mean, I think yeah. we're we're it's a combination of injuries and our coaching is already leading us down the same path every week anyway. When so. You- when you have 21 injuries, like, can you put all of that on the coach? Like, I don't know. It's just a question. No, no, but, I mean, the it, w- the losses were already there before with the injuries really piled on. I don't know. I mean, oh. obviously Stafford's a game changer, but beyond that, I but, think the coaching staff was already coaching losing games. My my good comparison, I think, is the uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They, I think they have 11 players in the IR, and they are down to their third-string quarterback. They are. Uh, they had their third string running back going. They had, um, you know, two players missing on the offensive line for a while, and they've yeah. still managed to win games. They're eight and six. They're in the playoff hunt. Uh, but did well, they, they have? The best, well, they have a better the defense. I mean, look at look at the Patriots. They have uh, three players uh, that were on pre- two players on practice squads that are starting in their lineup on the offensive line, and another one that was a backup on another team that they traded for. These they they all traded yeah. for their offensive line with sixth and seventh round draft picks. So the other teams didn't value those guys, and the Patriots but, still but managed to the win Super games Bowl too. Champs. We're we're coming from a different situation to start the season. We're not coming from the top, you know. But I'm saying these teams I mean, they they I'm, win games. I mean, yeah. yeah. But I would say the last couple of weeks, the, sure the, Patriots the injuries have devastated us. The Steelers the have been the best coach team in the league, and they've had their system in place for almost a decade. So, just, yeah, a little different. That's true. And plus, I think our defensive system is going to take a bit of an overhaul this season. I, I mean, I just think I, – I agree. The coaching is not – you know, they're, they're not getting any help right now from their roster, but – I don't think they helped their roster from the beginning of the season, and I think that's just continuing. So, I mean, as we get less talented, we become that much more ineffective. Yeah, I mean, we were drinking blue Kool-Aid hard, obviously, about this roster coming into the season. Um, do you think we yeah. were, do you think we we're wrong with our assessment? I mean, there. Uh, the no, point I was trying um, to make earlier is that injuries are should never be an excuse uh, for losing games in the NFL. Well, until the last few games, though, we've actually been really competitive. Yeah, with everybody. I mean, I agree. that's so. I think the injuries have definitely taken a toll. I mean, I don't know. I think I think if we all get healthy and uh, you know Patricia gets another year, they tweak the roster. Hopefully, in a positive way, we could be right back in it. I don't. I don't see this team as like a disaster. Like uh, no, going forward. Good. So, if you were a betting man or a betting gentleman. Um, <laughs> what would you be if if you had a hundred dollars and you had to put it on yes or no and the odds are even? Is Matt Patricia back for twenty 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 one season? Yes, yes. Don't think Pasquale's back though. No, what? I would not agree. I would. I would. I would also agree that Pasquale will not be back. 
Well, that's the must fire. I hope <laughs> yes. that's true. If they didn't, if they didn't fire Pascaloni, how would you react? <laughs> With anger, very upset. <laughs> I would do one of uh, Rug Dog's sighs or whatever. <sighs> <laughs> I would. I, I think I'd get a little more angry than that. <laughs> yeah, that's disgusting. <sighs> yeah. Oh man. Ah oh, boy. So. Uh, just as, as but I want to talk about players that we don't think will be back either. Rashawn Melvin, he's on a one-year deal. I don't think he'll be back. Can we all agree with that? No. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I don't think he'll be back either. Yeah, I think guys like that, you try to replace and upgrade. I think he was a decent signing, but you try to upgrade him. And we talked about this a little uh, bit, Rudd Dog, uh, before. Will Darius Slay be back? Yes. I I would like him to be, but I don't know. The, the, from what I've heard, he won't be back either way. But Doesn't he have one, I mean, con- one of your left-hand contracts? Yeah, a lot of reporters are saying that he's going to be traded. Or, I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, reporters are saying that just based on the history of how Bob Quinn's kind of operated. These outspoken guys in the locker room that kind of talk against the team and like the kind of the way that things are run tend to not stay too long. And the fact that Darius Slay is in his last year, he hasn't had a great year this year. Granted, is that due to pass rush? Maybe. Um, but that, I think so. That's up for debate. But he's definitely having one of his – probably his second worst year in the NFL besides his rookie year in terms of production. And I can see him gone if we trade him, but I don't think we're going to find the value. He's on the wrong side of 30. He's owed $12.5 million again. He's going to want to be paid like a top corner. Some other team he knows – out, is going to be paying him probably more than twelve and a half million dollars. Honestly, some some team out there is going to pay him that money. I don't think yeah. Bob Quinn is going to pay him yeah. that mon- that type of money that Darius Slay is looking for. I can completely see at draft time a Darius Slay trade. Yeah, I could see a trade, but I also could see him us getting him for one more year on his contract year, so he can you know try to vaunt himself up for free agency. Based on he how like Bob Quinn operates, yeah. Yeah, I agree, Connor. But I'm I'm saying just the way that Bob Quinn has operated, history suggests that Darius Slay is not staying around another year. Okay. Uh, yeah, you say so. <laughs> <laughs> I I like Slay. You know, I think he's got a lot in the tank still. But uh, I agree with you, uh, Z, that that he'll probably be gone just based on the the way the winds are blowing. Yeah, you know, let me like, say this: none of us on the podcast here want to see Darius Slay gone. What I'm just. But the way Bob Bob, Bob Quinn has operated, it's, I think he's going to be gone. I think if I think they get the right Slay value. Kind of, yeah, I think Slay is not a usual case, though. I'm like He's like one of those like the love. I, I don't know. It doesn't feel the same as like Andre Diggs or something. Like Slay has like a different relationship with the team, in my opinion. But maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean, he, Dar- he, Darius Slay does have uh, – he's much – I mean, I guess Quandry Diggs was too, but Darius Slay definitely seems to be, he likes the area of Detroit and he's very invested in the community and everything like that. Z, yeah. could you so, give us a little history about these, this that tells you that Bob Quinn will trade him for all these guys that talk up? I'm just curious because I'm trying to think of who that would be. Well, Quandry Diggs, most recent example. <laughs> well, yeah, but that could be compared easily to Golden Tate. Was Golden Tate a. Uh, uh, um, that was a little different. That one, there was some was reports out there that he uh, didn't vibe well with Patricia. Um, that that Vales guy, I know he got cut for the, those type of things. Uh, Who? 
Uh, Hakeem Vales, the guy that went on the podcast and talked a bunch of shit about Patricia recently. Oh, that was dumb. Oh, uh, he, he, not he did it before or after he was cut. I I mean, uh, based on reports I read, is that he didn't vibe well with the team during his time there, and that was one of the reasons why he didn't. Be, besides that, he you know wasn't the most talented guy. I'm just saying you you made a, a rich tapestry of history the way you just de- de- described it. So I was just curious if you had some examples. Um, right. there's other. Exa- I'm trying to remember everybody that we cut in the past here. Of the you're putting me in a spot. Uh, there's there's been a few. Well, lines. They didn't have bad things to say when we traded him. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, well, I mean, uh, Golden, Golden takes a different situation because we offered him a lot of money. He didn't take it, and actually, I think we offered him more than he ended up getting with the Giants. Um, I, but I mean, we didn't have to trade him mid-season. No, that's accurate. I, I don't. I'm <laughs> just saying. I I don't know. I don't know how if this uh if the picture you painted is accurate or not. So I was just. Curious it's accurate. I would need to go back. Uh, maybe for a predictions podcast, uh, we'll go back and I'll I'll have more concrete examples for you off the top of my head. Fair enough. I have players here, but um, Quandre Jigs definitely being a prime example of that, though. Um. But yeah, uh, so another guy that might be gone, uh, Graham Glasgow. I don't understand. He, he he's constantly one of the higher rated guards. But are we have we like been preparing for this all year with this rotation at guard? They still they still were doing it up until the injuries uh, happened. Is, is for this, the leaving of Glasgow is what you're saying? No, the rotation at the guard with Glasgow. Yeah, and is Dahl this preparation for Glasgow leaving? That that's what. Why, I'm, why are we rotating is, the guard, a top guard? I don't understand. Are, are they you? Are you hearing that he's going to be gone? Why are you saying he's going to be gone? Because he's a free agent. Up, he, yeah, his contract's up at the end of the year. Okay. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Okay. And that's why it's kind of uh, incredible that he hasn't gotten a, a contract extension. So the Lions clearly must not value him uh, like some. I know. The it, might be one thing. of those guys they sign late, though. You know, I don't that's know. True. I doubt that they would, uh, they would have to sign him in the next three weeks. Anything to do with with uh, Glasgow leaving because if their whole plan is just to have Kenny Wiggins be the starting right guard next year, then I think that's a terrible plan. I think they should be looking to upgrade because Wiggins is an okay backup, but he should not be your starter. So if they were rotating him all year just to get him ready in case Glasgow leaves for free agency, I think that's a terrible plan. All right. Um, if you, I have, I, I did I not say this on another podcast or a previous podcast about what my theory on why they rotated? I don't know. Shoot uh, it again. Shoot it out there uh, again. I'll say because uh, I think it, it's not too far off. So I, it, when I was in college, we had a similar situation. Uh, I was starting right guard, but the starting there was a, we had two starting left guards, and they would rotate because the way the coach explained it was that they were both pretty good, but he couldn't really assess out who was better, and so they rotated them. Um, and I, I would kind of think that part of what's going on there is that they don't feel Joe Dahl, Glasgow or Wiggins are, are all that far apart. And so they would rotate them probably also to keep one backup who's battle hardened at all times. So, that's, like pressure too. Yeah, so, I mean, that's kind of my theory. I, I mean, I don't know if that's exactly what it is, but. I mean, it's not like any of those guys separated himself from the pack that much. Maybe Glasgow, if any. Yeah, what if uh, what if uh, we let Glasgow walk 
and then um, Bo Bench Bagel comes in. <laughs> oh yeah, could so we get a com- could we get a compensatory pick for Glasgow? It depends uh, on how much he gets uh, on the open market. I think I don't. I can't. I don't know the exact rules of the com- uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. But he'd probably get. A, we'd probably get a fourth round. I think for him at least. Uh, yeah, we, we we would get we would be eligible to get a compensatory pick though for him, assuming he gets like a fairly decent contract, which I think he would get. Um, another yeah. guy, another guy that's going to be gone, and maybe we can get a compensatory pick for this guy too. Although it might be low one. Uh, Ashawn Robinson's going to be gone after this year. I don't see him coming back either. Oh, yeah, I can see us moving on. He looks like he's forty. Like he looks <laughs> like he should be about to retire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just don't think he played up to his level this year, and there was it seemed like a lot of times where he looked a little sluggish on the field. Yeah, I was so excited when we drafted him, but it just hasn't worked out. I, I mean, personally, I hope they keep him. I I kind of like a Sean. I think that whole line's been a mess this year. I mean, he's been part of the problem. Yeah, guess, Mike. But, the uh, Mike Daniel signing's been hugely disappointing because the guy cannot stay healthy to save his life. Yeah, and when he is, you see the difference he makes. Yeah, it's just so rare when he's healthy is the problem. Right. Well, yeah, I don't think the interior is the problem of our our defense. I don't think they're the. I mean, they they had some struggles early on, but they've been stopping the run a lot better. I I still think it all starts on our from our linebackers and our edge players. We don't have real pass rushers. Is Ashawn a free agent problem. after this year? Yes, Ashawn is a free agent after this year. Okay. Hmm. I wonder what he'd pick up in the free agent market. I'm curious. Yeah, I would imagine, I mean, like, I would imagine, you know, Mike Daniels this year got, what, one for $10 million, right? Or $8 million? Yeah. Did he get something similar to that? No, he, he, I think he'd get less. I think he'd get 5 to $6 like million, seven, is my guess. Six? Yeah. A year. Uh, right? sounds, he's still pretty young, you know, like, I don't know. We'll yeah, something might take a chance on him, like he might break out. Yeah. <laughs> In a contract year, though, you're expecting a little more out of Ashawn Robinson, perhaps. Yeah, that's true. Um, he just still doesn't seem like he's in the best condition. You know, that's kind of always been his thing. Uh, like, uh, is it fair to say he's a poor uh, Sean Rogers in terms of like that he can take over if he wants uh, to, but yeah. he doesn't well, always put out the is, effort. Oh, that's a really that poor double. man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Sean Rogers, surely yeah. dominant. Yes, yeah. obviously. I love that guy so much some weeks, but then other weeks I'd be like, why is he on the line? He's yeah, yeah. Such an up-and-down player. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what a throwback he is. Honestly, I can see us re-signing Aishon for a favorable contract, but uh, I could also see him walking. So. Yep. Um. So other people that expire, uh, Sam Martin, do we expect him back? Yes. I would think so. Yeah, he's had a good year. Yeah, I think so. So the only it's problem is good, good punters. The only problem is that uh, you know he his average his net punt this year is like middle tier of the NFL, and that he um, you know he had a four million dollar cap hit, which is pretty significant for a punter in the NFL. Um, I I could yeah. see the Lions moving on from him. Honestly, you were didn't you wanted a different guy like in the last draft? Didn't you? Did he? Like, oh, the Texas, the Texas A&M guy. He's been awesome for yeah. Seattle, by the way, too. So that was a completely um, unwarranted because uh, he's he's actually produced pretty well. Uh, but re- regardless, uh, I I could see them moving on from Sam Martin. But the, Sam Martin uh, sneakily is actually really good on kickoffs uh, with 
the the amount of height he gets and the ability to put it inside the five and not into the end zone. We really missed it uh, because in that Redskins game, Matt Prater was kicking off and he did not do a good job, and it showed up. Uh, yeah, um, other guys. I, I don't think we keep him if we unless we find an alternative that looks promising. So we think we think Danny Amendola will be back. I I think so. I I think he's going to yeah. be so pissed off by this season that he's going to want to come back with a with a vengeance. I think I'll be signing a two-year. Yeah, I can see it. I can see a two-year contract. He he's earned it. I think too. Yeah, I think yeah. he'll be back. He's been consistently solid for us all year, even with a third-string quarterback. Yep. Um, and Mike Daniels is a one-year, eight point one million. Uh, so other contract expiring. Tavon Wilson, I wouldn't expect him back. Uh, Romeo Aquara, do we expect him back? Mm. He's probably not going to have a huge contract so I could yeah. right now his contract was two years for six point eight million so I could see him being gone. Yeah. Three um, million a year, three point four a year. Yeah. And That's then crazy. uh a few a few others uh since we're just going down the roster here. Uh Kenny Wiggins he's a free agent after this year. Let him go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh Mike yeah. Ford, D Virgin uh, will Don Mulbeck be back again at one point one million dollars? He's always know. back. Yeah, of course he'll be back. <laughs> I think he'll be back. I actually do think he'll be back. <laughs> I really hope we can keep JD McKissick. He is a free agent after this year. Um, and uh, Logan Thomas is also a free agent after this year as well. So there's a lot of names out there. Uh, there's definitely going to be some roster turnover. Uh, so we'll we'll see what happens with that. Um, and just as, you know, just, you know, since we're on the topic of contracts, um, one year's on, one year left on his deal, Marvin Jones, Taylor Decker, Kenny G. So big year for the offense on that side. Uh, Jamal Agnew. Uh, so there's there's a lot out there that the Lions have to consider. And, of course, Darius Slay that we mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and Kennard. Say- and Kennard. Of all those guys that are gone, I'd say Aishon and Sam Martin are the two I would expect them to target uh, mm-hmm. to retain. Oh, Amendola, too, sorry. Uh, yeah. We'll see. Hopefully we don't get a lot of holdouts with this new trend of holding out early on contracts. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it's a popular thing. Another thing to consider with these new contracts as well, um, it's going to be really interesting, is that the NFL, in, uh, not next season, but the season after that, the CBA, the CBA is up, and that's going to change you know, NFL salaries and the way things are done uh, going forward. So who knows uh, what this offseason can be like with that in the horizon. Cause yeah. You know, players... It'll probably be right, right when our roster's clicking, they'll go on strike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right. And there'll be a lockout. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be the most that would be the most, you know, perfect thing for a Lions fan is that we're finally in contention for Super Bowl and then a, a lockout occurs. <laughs> oh god. Well, uh, you, we gotta you... have some love out there. Come on. <laughs> I, can't, I can't let that happen. <laughs> Oh boy, yeah. I mean, because players are going to be fighting for uh, more money. Obviously, uh, that, that's a big thing. Oh, and the, another big thing, and we've talked about in this podcast is that seventeenth game that they're going to be. It seems very likely that they're going to be adding to that schedule, the NFL schedule. Um, do we all like this? Uh, another game being added and two less preseason games because that that seems to be the way the NFL is trending towards the new CBA. 
I, I personally don't like coordinators. Way too many. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. We'll go with Bob first. Uh, oh, I, I was just saying that I like the 16 as it is, but I would love to see the preseason cut, but uh, I don't think you need more games in the regular season myself. Yeah. How about you, Connor? What about you guys? That's, yeah, that's my exact point, too. Uh, I don't need the 17th game, and I think they should cut preseason because it's just a chance for more players to get hurt, and no one cares at all about it. Yeah. Um. The. I mean, obviously, the big kicker, uh, I think, with the 17-game season is that there's an additional bye week, which I think players are there for. Um, obviously, a 17th game adds a ton more revenue for players as well. Uh, how about you, Rod Dog? I think that uh, I like the idea, but I would rather, instead of preseason, or fine, cut the preseason, but have some corresponding uh, roster rule tweaks as well some extra active guys on the roster type thing. I can see that. I can see that happening for sure. I, maybe like two, I think, two more players or something, but nothing crazy. I'd say like even five. I don't know. I think it's already kind of a weird rule to begin with. But uh, It is weird. Like They should uh, they should change the overtime rules for making a big. I think they should go with the college <laughs> overtime. That would be the biggest there, change I would love to see. That's a change I think a lot of people would love to see that they'll never do. <laughs> no. Nope. Um, yeah, I'm. Well, yeah, they need to race to the next game to have the baseball ratings thing. But yeah, three-hour uh, clean cut commodity, three-hour product. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, that is yeah. If you watch some of these college games, they go on for like four and a half hours. Uh, the, the NFL that's done in three usually, unless you're uh, the first half of this the Lions season. I feel like every game is three and a half hours, but uh. Yeah, that Chiefs game was super long. The Chiefs game, yeah. the the Cardinals game, the first one of the year, that was like four hours. Yeah, the Cardinals <laughs> that, game was long. That overtime would be fun if they change it though. Like, could you imagine like the Chiefs and Rams at their prime? You know, like playing together in an overtime, like put up all the points. Oh yeah, or that awesome. uh, that Saints Forty ers game uh, a couple weeks ago. 40, yeah, 46, right. That one got to overtime somehow, and the final score is like sixty three to sixty two. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be crazy. Uh, yeah, uh, but I I I think I'm in favor of 17 game season. I think the players would be too, especially if they get those two bye weeks, um, because you know these players have such a limited time span when they're healthy enough to play football, and if they can get more money in that time span, I think they're willing to take the extra risk of one more game. That's that's my guess. Uh, you know, I, I'm not them, so I can't speak for them. That's just what I would. That would be the way to convince them to get the 17th game. The only the thing I think I hate about it the most is then 17 and 0 would be the new benchmark or 0 and 17, and I don't want the Lions going for that. <laughs> well, they're you're not drinking the Kool Aid then, brother. You yeah, they, they're not they're not attaining that anytime soon ever. Yeah. yeah, come on now. We're we're gonna get 17 and 0. Yeah, we're gonna be the first 17 and 0 regular season team. I like it. I like it. 20, I like it. 20-0. Wow, that sounds like a ton of games, but 20-0. That's, uh, that's oh, that's another thing, too. If they go to the 17-game uh, schedule, they're going to expand the playoffs. That's another idea, too. Oh, wow. That really adds a lot of games. Mm-hmm. What would that look like, expanding the playoffs? Um, I don't know. I think they talked about eight eight-team playoff. I, I think they would expand it by two more teams. I don't know exactly what that would look like. but uh, So would you jump five for the – they, Will we make it with three wins? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so, uh, Cotter. Ah, <laughs> uh, sad. Three wins. Talk about widening the window to make it, though, man. That would be crazy. <laughs> yep. Uh, 
But real dark horses <laughs> could take the. <laughs> I just want to say uh, something here, too, as well. So the Lions get a lot of uh, crap in the past for Marty Mornwig and his decision to take the wind in overtime. There was an instance yeah. this weekend uh, where the Dallas Cowboys won the coin toss and elected to kick. <laughs> oh Meaning that um, as they kick off, that the Rams would get the ball, and then in the second half, it becomes the Rams' decision. Do you want the ball? Do you want to kick? Of course, you take the ball. So... Originally, the Rams were supposed to get the ball twice in this game, but the NFL stepped in, and you know there's been a lot of controversy about it. Because then Dak Prescott apparently said, "Like, we'll defer to the second half." Like he said it kind of under his breath, and like after he already said, "We'll kick to the ref." Uh, so he messed up, but the NFL stepped in to kind of save him. But that that uh, that was worse, I think, than Marty Mur- What's worse, that or Marty Mordenberg taking a win in overtime? The, the Marty one thing was ridiculous. That was. <laughs> One of the infamous <laughs> Lions calls. I sorry, I can't say anything's worse than that. That was uh, terrible. I mean, that was I guess intentional. This yeah. one seemed to be like a mistake by the the Cowboys. Uh, so, so I, guess. I don't like the NFL stepping in to help. What's that nonsense? You know the Lions would be saddled with that mistake. Oh, for sure. There's no doubt about it. Uh, That's some bull crap. <laughs> but he he He's did say men. kick. You don't need to coddle them. Yeah, oh, man. But, uh, yeah, and look, it was the Cowboys, of course, right? Like, the team that gets some of the highest ratings in the league, like, everybody's watching. It's always the national game. They, they, they're they always going to – can you imagine the uproar there would have been in the second half if the Rams actually got the ball because of that? Yeah, it would be directed appropriately at Dak Prescott for being an idiot. Instead, he gets yes. his butt saved by the <laughs> NFL. Yeah. That I mean, word against though, like, I don't know. I mean, I agree, but like, it is kind of stupid. But that's even a thing. The the Cowboys, yeah, they get they always they always seem to get the call. They always seem to get the call. The only the only time they didn't was the karma for that Lions game when they uh, the next game the Des Bryant catch not a catch thing. If um, only it happened against us. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> well, it happened against the Packers, they let it happen. They're the other yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right. Well, I mean, I don't have much more to add to this week uh, regarding the Detroit Lions. There's a lot more we'll get into, you know, the salaries and all that in the offseason. Two more games. Uh, Like I said, Redskins and Giants playing each other this week. The Dolphins and the Bengals playing each other this week. So all four teams ahead of us in the draft order playing each other. Something's going to change. So if you want to root for something, root for a Miami win over the Bengals and root for... Uh, you know, it doesn't matter. Just root for not a tie for the Redskins and Giants playing each other. <laughs> yeah. uh, but we want to thank everybody for listening. We really appreciate it. We know this season has turned into, uh, you know, the anti-Kool-Aid, if you will, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> it's really run dry. But we really appreciate you listening. We we really, really appreciate it. Um, please leave a review and subscribe on iTunes. We really appreciate it. Um, share with uh, friends or family or you know, whoever's interested in listening, we really appreciate that as well as we continue to expand the community. Um, Instagram at Drinking Kool-Aid, Twitter at Drinking Lions. Um, hit us up on there with your opinions on where you think the Lions are going to go forward here. Uh, who do you want to who do you want to pick ahead of us? Uh, who who are you interested in the draft? Maybe we can start obviously talking about that. Anyways, we really appreciate it. Um, so thank you, Bob, Connor, Rod Dog. Uh, you appreciate it. And last but not least, as always, go, go, go.
on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.